Welcome back to Love Lindsay, a captivating podcast that delves into the realm of things we've written in the past and embraces the sometimes cringy nostalgia that accompanies it. We're going to have another hollow week this week on the podcast, uh, reading blog posts from Halloween's past. So I'm excited about that. How have you guys been? How is your week going? Happy Wednesday. We're in the middle of the week. We can do it. We've got just a few more days to get through. So hang in there. Today in this house, we are countdowning to Hollow Weekend. I'll definitely be celebrating Halloween this weekend because on actual Halloween, Next Tuesday, I will be sitting in statistics statistics class, which is no fun, but that's just life going back to school. We can't stop just because it's Halloween, unfortunately. I wish wish we could. Um, So yeah, school is going great halfway through the semester. Things are going well, driving downstate and back. Our trip to California went well. This past weekend, we went to Screams in the Dark, a haunted attraction here in our little Traverse City area. They do such a good job. This year, they were at a new location in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere. There's no cell phone service. It was so cool. They had like a haunted spooky village with like an old tavern and like a skeleton bartender that was like talking and like, it was really like high tech and cool. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but a street cleaner is going by. It's time for leaf pickup already. Anyway, um, and then you walk into like this haunted mansion type house and that part was amazing. And then you like walk through the woods and like it was very like Blair Witch Project and like little bodies made out of sticks and stuff. And then there was like a like a haunted like church in the middle of the woods. Um, it was just so cool. And then, of course, at the end, just like when they had at their old location too, you have Gibby's Fries, which is like a local um, food truck that is always at Cherry Festival and other events here. So good. You have to get the Gibby's fries with the cheese on top. It's amazing. And they've got fried Oreos, elephant ears, hot dogs. Such a fun experience. It was definitely worth freezing our butts off. We went with a couple of friends of ours. And yeah, we look forward to it every year. This weekend, we are going to a costume contest and pumpkin carving contest at a local brewery here by our house. And then we're going to be going to another, I think, Halloween party um, hosted at a place downtown that one of my friends works at called Coin Slot. And they've got like um, arcade games and like um, pinball games and skee-ball and like food trucks and that'll just that'll be so much fun i'm dressing up as a witch i got my costume from doll's kill um it's so cute but the skirt is so short and it's gonna be 40 degrees so i'm definitely wearing tights but that's what halloween is all about it's just dressing in skimpy outfits freezing your butt off and then after that fully embracing Christmassy, wintry, bundly, warm goodness. I am just so excited for that. So let's go ahead and jump into the um, blogs today that I'm going to read. So last week, if you guys remember, I had something called Hallow Blog that I was reading from and I was reading like the first few days of that. So I thought I would read from like more of like the final days of that from the year 2020 where we were getting closer to Halloween. I love these blogs because it's a peek into not only where we all were in 2020, but where I was in 2020. 
I was just embarking on one year of like living here in Traverse City, having my first job in a few years. I was just working at this little shop downtown, just like an easy peasy retail job. Um, very much still kind of exploring what my capabilities were on my road to recovery from my severe bedridden depression. Um, I was entering into a new phase at this time that I didn't know about, but we'll get into that later. Um, I was just like rediscovering myself and my confidence I just remember feeling so confident for the first time in years. I was taking a lot of selfies. I was taking like mirror pictures for the first time ever. I don't think I ever did mirror pics until like the age of like 35, 36 years old. I just wasn't com that confident with myself. And I was just really getting my confidence back and I was enjoying life. I knew that there was more for me beyond just working at this retail job. I just didn't know yet what that was, that was going to be. We hadn't started our business yet. Like Eddie was still working for a funeral home and he was still, um, just a, like a average salary person working for another company. So it was just a completely different life for both of us and for all of us as a whole, because we were still in the first year of the pandemic or panorama or whatever you want to call it. So let's get into the first blog post. This one's called Hello Blog Day 25. It was written October 25th of 2020. And I begin saying, welcome back, Halloween lovers. Today is the coziest autumn Sunday yet. I slept until noon, first of all. It's little things like this that help me appreciate the lifestyle that infertility has given us. And I think by that, I mean not having kids. So much extra time and money. I just keep telling myself that anyways. Yeah, I was still like very much mourning not being able to get pregnant. And I think we were even still trying to get pregnant at this point. Um, Eddie made me peanut butter pancakes and then built two fires for me outside so I could sit and look at all the pretty leaves and smell the smoky air while staying warm. And a little help from amazing an amazing wool blanket too. I love our outdoor wool blankets. Oh, you guys, they're so yummy. Last night, we had the best time at a local haunted hayride attraction called Screams in the Dark. Surprise, surprise. Um, we went last year as well. We've been looking for things to do during our Halloween season that take place, that take the place of our California spooky season adventures. Nothing will ever compare to Disneyland's Halloween events, Universal Studios' Halloween Horror Nights, or the Queen Mary's Dark Harbor, and not to mention anything that my sister-in-law and Queen of Halloween, Bridget, is up to. And then I give a shout out to her um, old podcast called Ghost Magnet. And I say, we waited in a respectfully distanced and masked up line for almost two hours um, to get into Screams of the Dark. And we played horror movie trivia games. We couldn't sidebar. We couldn't do that this year because there was no internet. Luckily, the couple that we went with, we had just like good conversation that helped the hour of waiting in line go by really fast. Um. Anyway, back to the blog post. I say it was totally worth it. Northern Michigan peeps do check out Screams in the Dark. There's only one more weekend left. Stay warm while waiting in line by eating a hot, fresh elephant ear. I did get some fun messages from people that reminisce in my old music with me that I shared on yesterday's blog. Oh, <laughs> you guys, I shared um, my old SoundCloud, I think, on the blog post the previous day to this. All I can say is that if you don't embrace my crazy songs from long ago, then how will you know who I really am? Also, shout out to my SoundCloud page that has a photo from one of my haunted dollhouses past. Classic bloody axe on a pink bed. 
podcast listeners, if you want a link to my SoundCloud, let me know because the songs I wrote when I was 18 are weird, but I kind of like them. They're just very much a part of me. Anyway, back to the blog. You guys, I have so much fun with you. Please don't ever stop reaching out to me in this crazy world that the internet has provided for us. For those of you who visited today for another blast from the past blog, here's a little tasty morsel. This blog was posted February 2019, and I still remember typing it up at Eddie's parents' house in Central California. It was when I finally made my big announcement to the world that I was moving back to Michigan after over 10 years away living in San Francisco. I'm still waiting to get my inspiration to finally do a photo shoot for my holiday pinup girl cards on my Etsy store. That was another exciting thing about this time, you guys, is that I started an Etsy store for my handmade cards. I'm known in my family and friends for handmaking my cards for birthdays, for holidays. I'm not into it as much anymore as I used to be, but I still love it. I actually discontinued my Etsy store not too long ago. Um, just, I'm not in that phase of my life. I'm in like an academic weapon phase of my life right now. So, um, but yeah, I, like I used to make these so cute, like pinup girl cards with like pinup girls from like the forties, um, like Vargas style. I did like playboy centerfold type Christmas cards. Um, like nudie girl magazine type pinup cards. So cool and so cute. So I'm talking about the Etsy store on there and I say blog readers get 10% off anything in my shop by using coupon code. Thank you. 10. What kind of Christmas cards are your favorite store-bought or handmade? See you back here tomorrow. And the next one I'm going to read is Hello Blog Day 29, written October 29th, 2020. Hey, witches, park your broom and sit for a spell and have a calming couple of minutes with me. We're going to relax Halloween style. Grab some candy while you're at it. Just when I thought we couldn't get any more Halloween-y than we have been. And trust me, we've been festive AF. Eddie goes and keeps surprising me and topping himself over and over. He's been making a huge scarecrow. I call it scarecrow in this blog post, but it's actually called a corn stalker with a massive pumpkin head for our backyard. It's unbelievable the things he does when he sets his mind to it. It's been such a dreamy experience watching our creativity soar now that we are so happy in our lives and in a home and community that we absolutely love. Sidebar, you guys, that's why we grew so much because we were just in this home that I call it like the blue cottage. My family calls it the tree house because when you're sitting, especially looking out the windows out of the bedrooms, you just see like trees because we're our house is built on a hillside and you're like up in the trees and it's just so healing. The I've talked about this in blog episodes or podcast episodes in the past. The land here is so healing, so nurturing. And the people here are so healing and nurturing. Back to the blog. First, we had to get a few supplies from Hobby Lobby. It was Eddie's first time at Hobby Lobby, and I knew he would love all the cool crafting supplies. We got this massive foam pumpkin head and a bunch of burlap. I also couldn't help myself buying two of these guys for Christmas time. I'm not sure what I was referring to. Let's click on the link. Oh, it's a dead link now. Anyway, oh, they're swans. There are a few other swans that they'll be joining on a shelf in the bedroom. We also picked up some supplies from Home Depot, such as PVC pipes, metal rods, wire, etc. Oh, and I forgot to share this pillow with you guys. Oh, I think it's my pillow with a seal on it. Found it last week and it's just perfect. Sorry I keep bouncing back and forth between Halloween and Christmas. Anyways, you guys, like this time of year also is notorious for coming out with like the newest like Christmas decorations, which is so like confusing in my brain. Anyways, we made also a stop at Target since that's where our CVS pharmacy is and couldn't help but browse the puffer coats. 
I wasn't planning on getting one, but Eddie reminded me that every year at this time I start talking about puffer coats and I never find one. To be honest, it's been hard the last several years finding any clothes, especially good out- outerwear for plus sizes. But now that I fit back into quote unquote straight sizes again, it's so nice to be able to pick up something off the rack and have it fit. I forgot you guys that like the last few years that I lived in California, I like was bigger than I am now even. And I couldn't even like buy stuff like off the rack at Target. Like I was too big for that. My God, I've missed that so much. So I'm a spoiled brat and I got this coat. (laughs) It's actually way lighter purple than what is shown in the photo. Kind of like an iridescent lavender. I love it so much. Last night we started cutting PVC pipes for the corn stalker and I started painting the cardboard rolls I've been saving for this cool Harry Potter candle hack. While I was at work today, Eddie was sending me photos of the magic he was making at home. The face he carved into this giant foam pumpkin is unreal. He's so artistic. I'll wait until he's done with the final project to share photos. He put together the pipes and metal rods and ran a cord up the middle for a flame light bulb to be inside the head. He also had been using some of his embalming tools as well. He used a post-mortem sewing needle to sew the burlap pieces together with twine. When I pulled in from work this afternoon, there were already two arms coming out of the sides with spooky branches as fingers and hands. I just can't believe how talented he is sometimes. I thought it was kind of cool that we had to stop at the funeral home last night to pick up Halloween DIY supplies because all spooky tools are kept at funeral homes. Duh. I'm not sure yet where the Harry Potter floating candles will go. I have some finishing twine that I'm going to hang them with. Oh, fishing twine. I can't decide between the hallway inside or the mudroom. The corn stalker is situated in the backyard and he's got some yard torches on either side. We also have two fire pits and a couple of outdoor heaters out there, so we are always ready for any Halloween action safely outside. Because this was the pandemic and everything had to happen outside because it made such a huge difference. (laughs) And of course, there's the hot tub to help stay warm as well. I've also thought it'd be cool to set up the fog machine next to the hot tub and play spooky music and light candles for an All Hallows Eve soak. On Sunday, the day after Halloween, we plan to light candles and honor the candles and honor those that have lost that we have lost this year. It's part of our traditions that are inspired by pagan rituals from the past. I love to be inspired by and draw from different religions and cultures from all over from all over and make the best out of life. To me, there's no right or wrong way to celebrate this amazing life. Do you have any traditions that aren't typical? Tell me about them. I am so happy that I got some more orders from my Etsy shop. I sent out a masquerade mask to Washington State today. I absolutely love sending out happy mail. It's the best feeling. There's still two more masks left. I was selling masquerade masks, I think, at the time. And I haven't yet added the girls, the pinup girl shop cards to the shop yet. Not sure what I'm waiting for. They're all so pretty and ready for a new home. Speaking of cards, I'm thinking of doing a patriotic Vote 2020 themed giveaway. I've got a special card I've made. I think it was like a pinup girl like vote picture that I added to a card. I think I'm going to have people enter to win the card by telling me how they voted. I thought that would be kind of fun to do. I think I mean how they voted as in did they vote in person or do like a mail-in ballot. Not as in like who they voted for. (laughs) Very controversial for 2020, if you guys remember. What do you think? Have you voted yet? Eddie and I just got our ballots in the mail yesterday and we'll be sending them out ASAP. Whew, this was a lot today. Thanks for keeping up. Tomorrow is Devil's Night. And if it's going to be like anything 2020 has given us so far, dot, dot, dot. And let's go ahead and do Hello Blog Day 30. Mine as well. So this was written October 30th, 2020. Greetings. Today is the day before Halloween. I am so excited. I can hardly wait to sink my teeth into the celebration. Today is also National Candy Corn Day. 
Hate it or love it, guys. Sidebar, I love candy corn. I get one bag every year and eat it with mixed nuts. And I think my friend Fran and I got our candy corn fix. I don't even think it was October yet when we started. Fran and I started our scary movie nights every weekend. Um, So I already did my candy corn for the year. Then I write, on October 30th, the country celebrates its favorite day, its favorite vegetable with National Candy Corn Day. In the late 1800s, George Renninger of Wonderly Candy Company created candy corn. His sweet treat represented the bright colors of corn kernels. Originally, candy corn was yellow, orange, and white. However, it wasn't until 1889 that the Golitz Candy Company made the popular candy or made the candy popular, excuse me. Later, other candy makers developed a variety of popular colors and flavors as well. The original confection was made by hand using corn syrup, water, sugar, marshmallows, fondant, and carnauba wax, a wax made from the leaves of a palm tree. However, modern candy makers produce the treat using machines while using the original ingredients. These days, numerous recipes create the candy corn flavors in cakes, cookies, beverages, and more. Don't hate on candy corn. If you haven't had it this way with mixed nuts and pretzels, then don't knock it until you try it. Every year I make myself sick on candy corn and mixed nuts for the first two weeks of October and then I'm over it until next year. It's a sweet and salty payday-esque flavor that I can't deny. I love finding little reasons to celebrate every day of the year and things like National Candy Corn Day just tickle me. Today also happens to be National Frankenstein Day, which takes place on the last Friday of every October. National Frankenstein Friday on the last Friday in October recognize author, recognizes author Mary Shelley, the novel of Frankenstein, or the modern Prometheus, her characters, Dr. Frankenstein and the monster. Dating back to the 1800s, Frankenstein's monster is one of the best-known horror characters of all time. The novel by Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley, 1797 to 1851, tells the story of a young scientist, Victor Frankenstein. While published the first edition of Frankenstein in 1818, anonymously, the first 500 copies sold out. However, the public believed her husband, Percy Shelley, to be the author. Then, in 1823, Mary Shelley published a new edition under her name. Another edition in 1831 included Shelley's explanation about how the story came to be, This version is the one modern readers are the most familiar with today. I also want to touch on Devil's Night, which I didn't know was a regional celebration, as in here in Michigan slash Detroit, until I moved to California. You guys, when I moved to California, everyone's like, what the hell is Devil's Night? And I'm like, how do you not know? Devil's Night is a name associated with October 30th, the night before Halloween, and it is related to Mischief Night, practiced in parts of the United States, such as Philadelphia, but is chiefly associated with the serious vandalism arson seen in Detroit, Michigan, from the 1970s to the 1990s. For myself, growing up in Western Michigan, Devil's Night was more associated with pranks, such as teepeeing, egging, and smashing pumpkins. I never... I remember having my pumpkin smashed by stupid boyfriends and their immature friends. I just have to laugh now looking back. I wanted to reveal our newest family member, the corn stalker. Before you see him, you should know this thing is very scary looking. And in fact, it's kind of like my husband in scarecrow form. We like to joke that this creature he created was made to chase away my anxiety. And I think it's working because since yesterday, my anxiety is super low. To those of you confused, in yesterday's Hallowblog, I wrote about Eddie's project this week, creating a super frightening corn stalker for our backyard. Here's some of Eddie's photos, first of all, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out my Halloween 2020 stories on Instagram to see more photos and videos. You'll have to skip through several to get to the end. I can't believe how absolutely amazing it turned out. Here he is. And then I um, feature photos of the scarecrow, which he looks fabulous as he does every year, you guys. 
check out still to this day check out my instagram to see pictures then i continue tonight while eddie preps homemade butternut squash soup and quiche i'll be finishing my harry potter floating candles and pumpkin dollhouse I did a rough draft of the pumpkin house at our pumpkin carving party, and I can't wait to show you guys how those two projects turned out. Hopefully just as amazing as Eddie's projects have been. Well, tomorrow is the big day and it's finally Halloween and I can't believe how much fun I've had this much, how much fun I've had writing to you every day for this hollow blog. I plan on doing a special giveaway this weekend to celebrate our right to vote. Keep your eye out on my Insta, Twitter, and Facebook to learn more. Stay tuned, and I hope you have a spooktacular Halloween. I feel like I need to finish out this podcast episode by reading the final um, blog post of Hello Blog 2020. So let's go ahead and read that and find out how Halloween actually went that year. So this blog post is titled, This is Halloween, Hello Blog Day 31, written October 31st, 2020. And you guys, I remember this day so vividly. I'm just jumping on here real quick. <laughs> LOL. So tired and happy, though. I think I was, like, mocking um, those, like, influencers and stuff. They're like, I just wanted to jump on here real quick. Despite having a huge, worse-than-ever hives flare-up on my neck overnight. Oh my god, you guys. I had such a weird and strange adventure in 2020. It started with maskne, which I don't know if you guys remember, but it was like acne that you would get from wearing a mask all the time. So then I went on spironolactone, which then put me in the emergency room. And then I went on like um, different antibiotics for the mask knee. And then I was allergic to those. So then I kept having to cycling through like antibiotics and then steroids. Oh, and then like, I remember on Halloween day, the rash started coming back and it was like this bright red rash all over my like neck and chest. Anyway, back to the blog. We found ourselves at our primary care for an urgent appointment. My neck was in so much pain like a thousand throbbing paper cuts and I'll fill everyone in tomorrow in a very special day of the dead blog post, but I got a super high dosage of prednisone, my highest one yet. I feel my veins throbbing in my head and I feel like a walking dead zombie with a super fast heartbeat and ravenous steroid side effects are perfect personality traits for Halloween night. <laughs> However, I pulled myself out of my own ass and was able to participate fully in tonight in an amazing and safe way. We really worked so hard and pulled it off. Can't wait to talk to you all tomorrow about every detail of the food we made, the entertainment we had outside, and how we kept everyone safe and spooky. It was truly a magical evening and completely worth the preparations can't wait to break it all down tomorrow. It's going to be great to catch up then. I have some special news to share with everyone and I'll talk to you then. Happy Samhain to all and to all good night. And don't forget to come back here tomorrow for an extra day of Hallow Blog. Oh, that's right. So I have actually one more blog post to read. Um, the pictures in the bottom of this post are so cute. It's me in my Halloween outfit that year. I was dressed as like a um, like a spooky, scary nun. And then I have Seely dressed up in his um, devil costume with the candy bowl. So let's go ahead and find the Day of the Dead final chapter of Hello Blog 2020. I was going to save this for next week's podcast, you guys, but I feel like I just can't leave you hanging. So let's get into it. Let me just check my phone because I just saw a text message. We're waiting for, um, we've got people in here working on our built-ins, you guys, our built-in cupboards in our kitchen and dining room. We've got guys working on the back for our like pavilion gazebo for our hot tub area. It's just been a hopping place lately. Anyway, this blog post is titled Day of the Dead, Final Chapter of Hallow Blog 2020, written November 1st, 2020. 
season's greetings from Eddie and Lindsay. I'm so glad to be back on today after a pretty decent night's sleep and discuss my very eventful Halloween. First of all, on Devil's Night evening, I went to bed early-ish with a growing red rash on my neck. Again. It seems the first week of prednisone didn't do its job. To catch up on this facial trauma and mask knee saga, see here, 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 and here. Those are just blog post uh, links. As you may have read, I found out I'm allergic to Keflex and or amoxicillin, even though I only took the antibiotics for a few days and haven't had a dose in over three weeks. The allergic reaction is still occurring in the form of weeping, painful hives on my neck and chest. I called our primary care's office yesterday morning to speak to their urgent care clinic. I was hoping they didn't have to see me in person because a $50 copay sucks, but it's better than no insurance though. But they definitely wanted to see me as they felt there was no reason why I should still be having these reactions. I got a super duper high dose of prednisone and a three-week script starting with several days of 60 milligrams a day. I was already feeling the horrible headaches, insomnia, rapid heart rate, and high blood pressure on 20 milligrams of prednisone. I was dreading taking the higher dose, but as the pain increased to feeling like a thousand throbbing paper cuts and raw chafing skin under my bra, I knew I had no choice. And the anxiety while on this stuff is no fucking joke. It's the worst. I feel constantly antsy, exhausted, flighty, and wringing my hands. I feel like a creepy zombie looking through foggy glasses. I feel every vein in my brain throbbing. Such a strange experience, yet I'm so grateful for having access to healthcare because at the end of the day, the allergic reaction left untreated can lead to dangerous things such as anaphylaxis. Jeez, I'm getting like a panic attack just reading this again. After my appointment, we went to CBS Target for the millionth time this month, and I had to take the pills with food, and we had a few other errands to run, so we were super naughty and went to Starbucks drive through I've only been to Starbucks once since moving to Michigan. Why? Because we live off that shit for years while living in San Francisco, and everything is so full of sugar and toxins, and it costs way too much money. Just not a good habit for us. But we had an old gift card that needed to be used, so we waited in the long, super long drive through lane, and I ordered a frappuccino and pumpkin bread. I knew the caffeine and sugar wouldn't help the prednisone jitters, but I had a moment of weakness. We were already so far behind for the day, considering we weren't planning on going to the doctors and pharmacy, but we had so much to do to prepare for the night. Yeah, that's right. We were going to have people over. Here's a disclaimer before I continue. You may be asking yourself where the hell my priorities are if I am jaunting around town consuming sugar and not resting when I am very sick and struggling. Sigh. Sometimes I have the same thoughts. However, I have been determined to celebrate life as much as I possibly can, especially since I'm having a really good phase in my life where I'm balancing my mental illness and my goals and abilities. Truth is, we wanted to do all of the hard work so that we could have a safe and happy Halloween for our closest friends. They were also willing to do what's uncomfortable to see each other for a brief amount of time. That means outside and distance, in the cold and wind. In order to do this short gathering outside yesterday evening, we needed to have fun and safe outdoor activities and good food options. Here's a breakdown of everything we did to make this celebration happen. And then I've got some bulleted paragraphs. Outdoor heaters. We have two outdoor heaters and they work wonderfully in our backyard pavers patio area. This machine that blows hot air that we got on a huge discount from Blaine's Farm and Fleet made it feel as balmy as Florida in our backyard. These truly did the trick. The price for this heater was $2020, but we somehow managed $220, but we somehow managed to get it for under 150. Not sure how that happened. Good luck getting the same deal we did. I'm not sure what witchcraft black magic occurred, but we did it. We also have this heater from Amazon for next to our hot tub since last year. We moved it to our patio, had that and had that on as well. We also had these tiki torches from Home Depot that were on sale. That didn't do the trick for keeping heat as much as they looked amazing next to our corn stalker. Although we didn't get a chance to get our fire pits going last night, as it was plenty warm without them, these are the two fire pits that we have. 
Please don't think that we paid over $800 for this. Like I said, it was a floor model from last year that was missing a couple, a single cushion that we, oh, I think I'm talking about the patio furniture set. You know, I don't know why I cared what people thought that we spent or didn't spend at this time. Anyway, I think it's because I was like fresh off my Dave Ramsey thing. But the thing is, is that if we paid cash for it, then who cares? Weird. Anyway, back to the blog. We only paid $250 for the chairs and table. If you find a good deal, I can't recommend this set and the brand enough. Another sidebar, I want you guys to see that with time, patient, budgeting, and hard work, you can make safe gathering happen this crazy day and age. <laughs> oh my God, so dorky. Along with the comfy outdoor chairs and cushions, we have these wool blankets that make any chilly outdoor gathering a cozy success. We have an outdoor projector for movie time. So we took a gamble on one of these cheapo outdoor movie projectors after a ton of research and found one that, found one that works well. And actually, sidebar, we are on our second one and we love our outdoor projectors for like cozy outdoor movie time. We set it up outside and had it playing on the screen that comes with it hanging on the side of our house. The built-in speaker so loud and is so loud and high quality. I couldn't believe we could hear it over the roaring heaters, but we did, and the picture quality was awesome. We still used our portable portable speaker though to give it more movie quality sound. It was a snap to set up and plug our Roku stick into. We just went to our Disney Plus account and played for free, might I add, the only movie that is allowed to be played on Halloween night, at least in my book of imaginary rules. And that is The Nightmare Before Christmas. This movie for me signifies the magic that takes place while straddling one holiday celebration to the next. A perfect movie to end our Halloween horror movie marathon before the Christmas movies commence. By the way, this is the Bluetooth speaker we have and it'll be the last because this is the end all be all of portable speakers and amazing sound. I went through about eight to 10 different portable speakers before finding this one in 2019 and haven't looked back since. And you guys, I still use it. It's like this JBL huge chunker of a speaker and I've used it for like, um, like workout classes and stuff. Like I bring it in for like the instructor to use. Um, it's so nice. Anyway, the next bulleted point of what we have is good and hot food. My husband is becoming quite the budding chef, entertainer, and decorator extraordinaire, as we've seen in the past weeks. Honestly, his healthy and locally sourced homemade meals have fueled the renaissance of life that we've experienced since moving to Michigan. I thank God, and of course, thank Eddie, out loud and in person every single day, because that is so important to show your gratitude. I've been able to lose over 70 pounds in a year, not, do, not just due to my hard work, but his hard work as well. It takes a lot of planning and hard work and lots and lots of time to shop locally for and curate all of these meals that we eat, not only for daily meals, but for our special events. While living in California and having access to so many good restaurants and delivery through multiple services, but also having a tiny apartment um, condo kitchen made us lazy over time. We, have, we now have the time, extra funds, and energy to buy locally grown food and cook everything ourselves, but he does most of the work. I just got to let you guys know it's all him. Anyway, for this gathering, we had the same homemade butternut squash soup and hot sausage dip. See this blog post for recipes. Eddie is at an Airborne Veterans Committee meeting right now. Otherwise, I would share the recipe he used for his butternut squash quiche from last night. It was the star of the show. Or maybe it was the charcuterie boards. Oh my goodness. You guys. Wait, hold on. That's actually real thunder. You guys, it's starting to thunderstorm right now. And I'm sitting here in my dark bedroom reading this Halloween. Oh, it's actually literally spooky right now. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I just gave myself the creeps. Ugh, this is such a good Halloween episode. Okay, back to the blog post. Seriously, like, I need to turn a light on. Maybe I'll turn this light on here. I'm recording in the bedroom because 
I'm waiting for um, Justin, our contractor, to come over, and I didn't want to be, like, recording in the dining room. Okay, back to the blog. Oh my goodness, you guys, he spent so many hours sweating and stressing out making these good food items not only look amazing, but to have it easily accessible outside and warm for everyone to eat in the cold and windy Halloween weather. You guys, this is taking so much longer than I ever thought to write. So I have to tell you that yet again, I'm going to make another part of this blog solely dedicated to the charcuterie boards, all the nuts, seeds, berries, fruits, meats, and cheeses, along with all the really cool wooden bowls and trays we've amassed over the last year or so. I'll come back to it, I promise, because I was it was really fun to make and present. Not to mention enough leftover healthy snacks for the next month, if not more. In this other blog post, I'll, other, I'll also list the kitchen gadgets, chafing dishes, crock pots, and warmers that we use. Our next bulleted point of how we were able to have a safe and happy Halloween. A safe outdoor party spot with a fully sanitized and short walkway to the bathroom. Ah, so dorky and so cringy looking back on like, oh, let's just wipe everything down with a hand sanitizer after each person uses the bathroom and like magically it's going to make a difference, whatever. Um, We locked Bean in her quote-unquote studio apartment, LOL, which is just what we call the bedroom when she is shut in there with her food, water, and litter. She doesn't mind being away from the doors opening and closing and loud kids and adults alike. Also, we don't have to worry about the doors being open for too long and her getting out. The doors and surfaces were fully clean and sanitized by yours truly before and after our guests were here to make their brief visits to the bathroom safe. Also, our group gathering was small. After trick-or-treating in our neighborhood, our good family friends brought two of their children, and we just had one other adult visitor for a grand total of five adults and two kids. That's seven people, including Eddie and I. We only gathered fully for about an hour and a half, just long enough to take photos, watch a movie outside, eat, and pack up doggy bags for our guests to take home. You know, most of us being in our 30s and above, we don't really want to hang out that much longer anyhow, to be honest. I feel like we had more people than that. I think maybe I'm thinking of our pumpkin carving party, though. Um, after the drama of unexpected rashes returning and the last-minute food making, this was a short and perfect amount of time. If a few of our other friends weren't out of town, they may have stopped by as well. Oh, that's okay. I see. If this wasn't 2020, we would have had friends and family invited from out of town to spend the night, and I would have told as many people as I could to stop by, but this is just not the time. Due to special circumstances, and I have to say, like Eddie and I like to say, um, we got so sick of hearing that, like, due to COVID. So, like, now even if, like, some company has, like, changed the way to do something, we're like, due to COVID. I don't know if you guys can hear the thunder, but it is freaking booming out, man. Anyway, back to the blog. And mostly just us wanting to make safe and special holiday for our local friends who are just as safe as us and are fully deserving a place to bring their kids to feel festive and not worry about the setup or cleanup. You guys, that was so nice of us. Like, I don't, we don't really have like close friends with kids in this phase of our life. I think just because it's hard for me to embrace, um, I think it'd be easier for me now, um, but I just feel like it was harder for me to embrace friendships with people that have kids just because like I was so close to that point of like trying to have that lifestyle and I didn't get to have it. Anyway, it's just as good enough for us. These friendships we've made since moving to Northern Michigan are so dear to me and so profoundly special and different from anything I've ever experienced. These are the traits and qualities that my fellow Midwesterners have that I was missing while in California. Eddie had a great group of guy friends from the American Legion and Masonic groups he was in, and I got along fine with their wives, etc. But my depression, anxiety, and all-around poor quality of life eventually made it too hard to keep trying. And I had given up. I had given up on friends altogether, you guys, before like I had moved back to Michigan. 
And before I sign off to begin preparations for our Dia de los Muertos special dinner that Eddie and I are doing for ourselves, I want to remind you that not everything is as it seems. Yes, we pulled this off and it was fun, but no, I don't feel perfectly relaxed or content. Yesterday, to be fully honest, was really hard and really stressful, and I felt terrible from the allergic reaction in prednisone. We came so close to calling it off a few different times, but again... The point I want to make is that with hard work and pre-planning, only if you have the extra energy and funds to spend, you too can create a brief and safe place to celebrate life. Whether it's just you, your cat, and some wine, or you and your significant other, or your family, or a few friends, if and only if you have the time and energy to devote to doing things safely in this super frightening time of COVID-19 surging numbers. Should... Oh my God, you guys, I can't stop reading this. And like the thunder is like booming. The rain is like on the roof. We have a slanted roof um, over our bedrooms. And so when it's raining, the rain just sounds so close to like your head. And it's so cozy. Like I really, I can't wait to listen back to this episode. Like I listened to my podcast episodes to see like what the quality is like. I really hope that when I'm listening back, I can hear like the rain on the roof. Like, can you guys hear that? Oh, I hope you can hear it. It's so, this is just like the perfect Halloween episode. Okay. I swear to God, this podcast or this um, blog post is almost done. Should you attempt to include others, and I'm not trying to tell you how to live, live your lives, of course. So don't even think I'm preaching. I'm just sharing with you our thought process behind how and why we are doing what we do during this time. Make a plan, talk to your family and friends, and make sure they know the rules and what everyone is comfortable with. If things don't feel safe to you, leave or you better make sure you have the confidence to tell others to leave who are doing things you don't think are safe. Look at me. These are good rules to follow and traits to have in general, not just during COVID. Want to party with people but aren't comfortable with how intoxicated some people get? And yes, I was that over-intoxicated person for many, many years. And yes, I think it cost me many friends and I lost out on valuable quality time. Then don't invite that person and don't join them. What the fuck, you guys? What is this? This is so cringy. I spent five plus years of my life, mostly while living in California without a single friend or social event. I didn't not do anything social. I didn't do anything social for years. I couldn't handle it safely. And I didn't know what being social or having fun was without drinking, bar hopping, getting too comfortable with complete strangers and not doing safe things. So I just didn't do anything. I had to take all those years by myself to cultivate who I was what motivates me and what I can handle. And honestly, I'm still not sure what works best for me. As I was texting a very dear friend this morning after we compared Halloween nights in our 20s compared to now, I don't fit in with our with the bar crowd anymore, nor do I feel completely confident around our friends with kids at, with kids and moms. Only because I'm insecure about being too old and frumpy and anxious in one place or not mature enough or lacking basic life experience that one gains raising children in the other place. I'm just a weird in a weird in-between spot that I share with Eddie. And you know what? That's okay. It has to be okay because that's what I have to work with. So maybe my priorities aren't always precisely where they should be, but I think they are better than ever. Maybe I should have stayed in, not slathered makeup on my face and covered my rash with a turtleneck under my nun costume and laid in bed by myself. But I think I made the right choice. After spending the night, the day, a night in bed, oh, after spending each day and night in bed for years due to much less, I had to stop making these choices. You guys, I have to like talk over this rain. It is so loud. Can you hear that? Holy shit. I got to get through this blog post. It is so long. Okay. But not until I was ready. 
Only now have I been ready. I'm sure there will be more times in my life when depression and anxiety will cause me to miss out. I have to plan on that disappointment. If I don't plan on that, then it makes me feel stupid for not seeing it ahead of time. You guys, thank you so much. Truly, thank you for reading through this rambling, rabid, steroid-induced mania that I'm experiencing. The anxiety is so high. Today is the second day in a row I took a very rare but much-needed daytime Xanax dose. I'm so uncomfortable from the prednisone. I'm suffering. It's a weird space. I'm worried about this week. Please vote, you guys. I have a surprise for you. My daily blog posts are not ending. I'm going to be back on here tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. Welcome to the new era of Drugstore Cowgirl. That was what my blog used to be called, you guys, Drugstore Cowgirl. I need to do a special giveaway this week and finish my current thoughts on current events in my life. I may take some days off, but coming December... Well, let's just say it's going to be a super fun time here. You guys, what if I did another like blog a day? Because reading these is like making me want to do another blog a day. Like what if I did blog miss again this year? Oh my God. Maybe I should. Okay. Anyway, this is the last paragraph. I swear to God. One last thing. I'm committed to doing mindfulness meditation daily for the entire month of November, starting today. 10 minutes minimum. So I'll touch more on that tomorrow as well. It's a necessary practice right now with everything going on. Will you join me on this quest? Will you commit to helping yourself so you can better help others? Thanks again for reading through this, and I hope it helps you in so many ways. And the typos are probably out of control. Love you. PSC below for my take on the pumpkin dollhouse complete with disco ball. Oh yeah. I made such a cute little pumpkin like dollhouse that year, but had like a little door that opens with like a little tiny baby pumpkin inside. Anyway, that is it for today's special Halloween. Um, I'm like, what is it called? Halloween podcast episode here on Love Lindsay. I will see you guys next week on November 1st, Dia de los Muertos, on another episode of Love 